0: Well, hello, guys. How are you today? I am uh, all fired up. Um, So woke up this morning to the news of um, the NFL's choice for their halftime game. Now, full disclosure, I haven't watched the NFL in years. And um, if we want to pinpoint the exact moment I stopped watching, it was when that loser Kaepernick took a knee and uh, went out on the practice field with um, those socks that he wore, you know, with the the pigs, the pigs eating bacon or something like that, and um, suffered no consequences for his behavior and in fact was encouraged and rewarded for it. So, yeah, since then, stopped watching. Now, mind you, I'm not part of the cancel culture bullshit. Uh, if you want to watch the NFL, watch the NFL. Um, I, not of my concern whatsoever. I simply made a choice for myself. My husband made the choice as well that we weren't going to support an organization that um, promoted and condoned and um, encouraged disrespect to the American flag and to police. and um, so, yeah, that was a no big deal. It is what it is. We stopped launching. Actually, it was a big deal. I take it back. That was kind of a big deal because uh, we loved watching football. That was our, you know, that was our family thing. Sundays were all about um, tons of food, you know, everybody's Sunday routine that watches football. I think we probably all do kind of the same things. Uh, you know, you cook all the food for the day, people come over and you wear wearing your jerseys and it's, a, you know, it's just a fun family day. So that was disappointing um, actually for us to to stop doing that. It was great fun. And um, they ruined it for us. So, and, and you know, I applaud you if you're able to look past that and still be okay with, the, with everything and keep watching. Um, I say good for you. I couldn't do it. Uh, can't do it. Won't do it. And what a shame. So anyhow, so there's your backstory. So uh, anyhow, so today I look at the news and I, I see who, who uh, Goodell and the NFL has chosen for their halftime show. <laughs> son of a bitches. Uh, so they picked Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So just let me let me give you a little little look at some of the lyrics to a Snoop Dogg song. Uh, All you N-words out there, take your guns that you're using to, ch- to shoot each other and start shooting these bitch-ass motherfucking police. That'll impress a motherfucking N-word like me. Yeah, but, you know, so you, you get the idea. You get the idea of what, what Snoop Dogg's all about. By the way, he is a um, multiple-time arrested guy. I don't know if he's a felon. Is he a felon? I, I guess he, I don't know. Do he ever do jail time? I don't really know. I guess I'll have to look that up. Um, but anyhow, multiple arrests for guns and drugs. And obviously that's like his whole thing that's his whole shtick, his, his drug use and, you know, all of that nonsense. So, um, I mean, makes perfect sense that he would be the NFL's choice for a halftime performer, right? I mean, it really does. It actually totally makes sense. It, it, It's right in line. It's, you know, it's the, it's the national felon league. It's, it's not the national football league. It's the national felon league. Uh, You know, when they have players who are wife beaters and uh, animal abusers and, and just all around really shitty human beings uh, who still play for them, um, it's really no wonder. So there's no surprise here. I'm not, I'm not complaining uh, out of shock value there is no shock value here there is just just this overwhelming um like belief but disbelief uh, this is really what you're all about wow wow it it's still mind blowing it's unsurprising given the history given what we know but it's still mind blowing it really is um yeah and mind you this, this news comes out uh, within days. Let me see. Does it say how many days? Uh, well, we'll just say within days of um, two more police officers, New York City police officers, dying by gun violence. Wilbert Mora and Jason Rivera. Uh, Jason, Ver- Jason Rivera was 22 years old. And uh, Wilbert Mora was 27. Um, they were responding to a domestic violence call in East Harlem and, uh, they both were shot and killed. And a day or two later, NFL announces this. And, uh, I, I think, uh, with a commercial too, with a uh, Snoop Dogg in a Corona ad yeah, I think I've seen that ad. I don't want to watch. I don't watch a lot of TV, so I, I, I'm not really positive if I saw that or not. I feel like I did. So it's a Corona ad with Snoop Dogg, the violent, anti-police, pro-crime, pretty vulgar guy, as their headliner for the Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, if this organization could get any more classless and vile. I would be, I would be shocked. That would shock me because I, I think they've gone pretty low. They've stooped really, really low. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel right now. So I mean, what what is after the bottom of the barrel? I don't even know. Um, I am, you know. I said I'm not going to judge anybody who keeps watching the NFL. God, what the hell are you watching that garbage for? Really? Like, Why? Cause there's no other game in town. I know. I get it. I get it. There's nothing else is there. Yeah. Um, obvious. I don't really think a boycott would do anything. They, they apparently have enough viewers to, uh, to keep going enough people to buy their merchandise and do all that stuff. I think they did take a, a something of a hit with all of this, uh, but obviously not nearly enough to change anything. I think for as long as uh, Goodell, is running the show there he will continue to bring the NFL to the lowest of low standards and uh, just looking at a picture I'm going to show it to you here I just I can't even stand the sight of the guy does that mean I don't know I don't really care um, yeah yeah just a little more of the charming and really thought provoking lyrics from Snoop Dogg snitches snitches Snitches, N-word. Be running, they mouth, just like bitches. Snitches, snitches, snitches. Snitches. I got a slug for y'all motherfucking snitches. Very poetic, isn't it? It's beautiful. I wish I could write lyrics like that. Um I mean how long did it take him to write something like that? Like did he sit all day and he's like snitches. Mm, what rhymes with snitches? Oh yeah, bitches. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me write that down. Um let's see. Oh and let, let's um let's not forget the the rest of Is that the rest of that song? Um fuck the police. Fuck the police! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, how 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 I'm keeping this calm, cool, collected demeanor? I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, what else can you do but but laugh at this point? So yeah, great choice uh, by Corona. Uh, great choice by the NFL. Um, That's really choosing a a winner right there. And, uh, you know, I mean, if I had to ask anybody anything, um, if you are of the same mindset with this whole thing as I am, I'm not trying to change any minds. I'm not trying to influence anyone. Uh, I'm really just speaking right now to the people who are of the same mindset that I am on this topic. Um, Do me one favor it's just one favor. Don't watch it out of morbid curiosity because you're giving them the views. You're giving them what they want. And they anticipate that and they expect that um, because nobody watches you more than the people who hate you. You ever hear that? So that that's a thing. That is definitely a thing. So um, I will not be watching. I'm not curious. I am completely uninterested in what type of antics. Uh, they will do at this halftime show uh yeah so that would be my request don't watch it out of curiosity you know i know it feels like uh it's like watching a traffic accident in slow motion i get it we all can't help ourselves but look but um yeah try not to please 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 um so let's see this by the way so this article was in the new york post that was the one i woke up to. This morning, and I I couldn't get down to the studio fast enough to discuss this atrocity. you know, irony of ironies here is always because life is just filled with ironies, isn't it? Is that very likely Snoop Dogg will require. And by the way, I hate saying Snoop Dogg. I feel like an idiot just even saying the name um, because it's so stupid. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Will probably, most likely, definitely require a police escort. How about that? How about that? Talk about irony. And uh, odds are he'll get it. I mean, I hope the police department, I don't even listen, I don't even know where the Super Bowl is being played. I don't know who's playing. Don't know. Don't care. Um, wherever it's going to be at. I I do hope that that police department declines and he has to hire private security. Oh, I don't know. He carries a gun himself. Doesn't he? He's like, you know, locked and loaded with his glock. I think I saw that somewhere in his lyrics. Uh, So he should be able to take care of himself, right? He doesn't need any protection, whatever. Um, To, to summarize my whole thoughts on that NFL, NFL, Good old Snoop Dogg. You're all a bunch of disgusting losers, and you can go fuck yourself. So I want to talk about something I found on humanizing the badge. If you don't follow humanizing the badge, um, you should. Uh, I'm just going to read parts of this here. It says, uh, we want to take a moment to reflect on the aftermath of the NYPD shooting last week and celebrate the hero that is NYPD officer Sumit Sulan. After the suspect shot Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora, he tried to escape the apartment. 29-year-old Officer Sulan encountered the suspect during the escape attempt, ultimately shooting the suspect and ending the threat. Uh, His actions were beyond heroic. It goes on to say, I cannot imagine what Officer Sulan is feeling right now. Uh, So, yeah, I want to take a moment and honor this uh, very heroic police officer for... Uh, doing what he needed to do in the moment. And I cannot uh, i cannot fathom everything that had to be going through his mind at that moment, knowing that two of his brothers uh, were shot and he still had to do his job. And it, it just amazing uh, act of heroism on his part. And we thank him and um, we send our, our, our love and gratitude to him. So I want to talk a little bit more about the two police officers that were uh, murdered uh, this past week, Officer Mora and Officer Rivera. Uh, Specifically, I want to share with you the eulogy by Officer Rivera's widow. Um, It is very hard to watch and listen to. Uh, She got a standing ovation. Well deserved.
1: I can't believe I'm standing in front of thousands of people in the cathedral we plan to visit later this year. All of this seems so unreal, like I'm having one of those nightmares that you never thought you'd had. Friday morning, we were together eating breakfast and drinking some Starbucks. Eating was probably our favorite hobby. Maybe that's why we gained those extra pounds. Friday morning began just like every other morning before work. You were always my big spoon. Watching Netflix, YouTube law enforcement shorts, read me your emails, and wait for your mom to come home. You packed your book bag because we had to leave before two, and really... Before too sharp, because of your ICO sergeant. <laughs> you would drive me home and say goodbye with three kisses all the time and text me when you were 84. That was our routine. At around 1500, 1515, I received the BRB roll call text. And throughout our day, you told me about your jobs till it was EOT. This Friday was different. We had an argument. You know, it's hard being a cop wife sometimes. It's hard being patient when plans were canceled or we would go days without seeing each other. Or when you had to write a report that would take forever because you had to voucher so many things. So you did OT. Or when you had a bad day at work because an EDP drove you nuts. But you always reminded me that it was going to be all right. We were going to get through it. This Friday we were arguing because I didn't want you to use your job phone. While we were together, you were so mad that you took your LeBron jersey down, gave me your chain, and put the lotions I gave you for your ashy hands in the bag, and said, here, take them. We left your apartment, and because I didn't want to continue to argue, I ordered an Uber. You asked me, if you are sure that you don't want me to take you home, it might be the last ride I give you. (laughs) I said no, and that was probably the biggest mistake I ever made. Later that day, I received the call I wish none of you that are sitting here with me will ever receive. I had gotten a notification from the Citizen app, which was my central. And I saw that two police officers were shot in Harlem. My heart dropped. I immediately texted you and asked you, Are you okay? Please tell me you're okay. I know that you're mad right now, but just text me. You're okay. At least tell me you're busy. I get no response. We used to share locations on, find my iPhone, and when I check yours, I see that you're at Harlem Hospital. I thought maybe you were sitting on a perp, but still, nothing. I called, and then called again, and then called one more time. And this time, I felt something wasn't right. I messaged Pioca David and Joe because I knew they were your friends from the 3-2. And I get no response. Then I get a call asking if I'm Jason's wife, and then I had to rush to the hospital. Walking out those steps, seeing everybody staring at me, was the scariest moment I've experienced. Nobody was telling me anything. Thousands of people were surrounding me, and yet I felt alone. I couldn't believe you left me. Seeing you in a hospital bed wrapped up in sheets, not hearing you when I was talking to you, broke me. I asked why. I said to you, Wake up, baby, I'm here. The little bit of hope I had that you would come back to life just to say goodbye or say I love you one more time had left. I was lost. I'm still lost. Today, I'm still in this nightmare that I wish I never had. Full of rage and anger, hurt, and sad, torn. Although I gained thousands of blue brothers and sisters, I'm the loneliest without you. I know you're looking at me and beside me telling me I could do this, and I'm trying. Trust me, I am. But I didn't prepare for this. None of us did. Jason and I met in elementary school, Amistad, all the way up to eighth grade. We had the time of our lives. He was part of the cool kids crew. There was never a dull moment or with him around, he was the class clown, got me in trouble a couple of times, had our teachers sit us away from each other because we couldn't focus. And we never thought that our innocent childhood love would lead us to marriage. Even when we said, I do, we couldn't believe we said it. October 9th was the happiest day of our lives. I know I drove you crazy saying I love you so many times that you would stop replying I love you more. But you made me feel alive. You make me feel alive. And Jason is so happy right now that all of you are here. Through pain and sorrow, this is exactly how he would have wanted to be remembered, like a true hero. Or like I used to call him, Big P.O. Rivera. You have the whole nation on gridlock. And although you won't be here anymore, I want you to live through me. The system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore, not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now. sure all of our Blue family is tired too. But I promise, we promise, that your death won't be in vain. I love you to the end of time. We'll take the watch from here.
0: I feel confident in speaking for a large portion of Blue family when I reiterate, fuck you, NFL. Really. That's all I've got for today. That's it. We'll see you next time.